0: Well,
1: welcome everybody. Uh, this is uh, guest Thursday. Uh, this is actually, uh, uh, our guests that are, uh, wrapping up, um, our discerning guts. will uh, OLA program, which we, <laughs> Kathy, do you realize we've done about 45 of those?
2: I was going to say it's a lot. We've been on this one for a long time, but it's been yeah. great discussions.
1: Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Joel and Christina, they're, uh, our grid friends are living waters leaders and also c 12 leaders, uh, from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, so
3: Morning.
1: we're happy to have you guys. How's, uh, how's the weather down there?
4: Hot. <laughs> it's, it's humid, it's humid.
3: <laughs> we got a little cold snap a week or so ago and everybody was excited, yay, yeah, he falls here. Yeah. And then, uh,
0: but like
3: <laughs> typical South Texas, we went right back to hot for a while, so yeah.
1: uh, My uh, son and his uh, uh, family, uh, they, you know, they moved to Dallas, but they went down to Austin Last weekend for the Formula One races.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. oh fun! Uh,
1: so it was it was pretty cool, and they said there were uh, <laughs> there were uh, something like two hundred fifty thousand people. You know, they, yeah. go, they go to it. It's like wow. unbelievable, crazy. And uh, uh, share our daughter in law sent us a picture. This is funny of the uh, new Tesla factory, mm-hmm. and she said, oh, she, she said she said they drove by it. At 80 miles an hour on the freeway, and it took them a minute to go from one end to the other. So wow. it's really tell you how <laughs> tell you how big that is. Yeah, uh, in Austin, Texas. So uh, it's amazing. So we're we're happy to have you guys, and we're excited. Uh, we've uh, enjoyed you uh, you know being part of the leadership team and uh, very, very active in giving it away, uh, Kathy, with uh, retreats. Uh, uh, and given it away. So we're really excited to learn more about you. So if you would start to help our audience uh, learn a little bit about you, how did you each come to know uh,
3: Christ in your life? Mine's, uh, mine's actually a really exciting testimony. <laughs> uh, I've never not, I don't recall ever not knowing God.
0: <laughs> <So>
3: <laughs> grew, grew up in a, uh, my mom's side, everybody was in the ministry. And so I made a decision for Christ really before I can remember the first First thing I, I do remember is at seven years old, I asked if I could be water baptized, uh, spoke with the pastor of the church we were attending, and he um, he said, well, that's fine, and took me back to his office, and left my parents out in the sanctuary, and interviewed me to see if I knew what I was really doing, and oh. I guess I, I convinced him because he let me get baptized, so uh, that's that's kind of the start of my Christian walk. Wow, that's cool.
4: Cool, and I was raised a Jehovah Witness, and uh, we lived in California and we moved to Texas and my mom and dad started challenging the Jehovah Witness uh, belief and the religion and so we got kind of excommunicated and that kind of left us drifting and my aunt has a pray prayer warrior she um, prayed us we were living nearby her so anyway um, we I went to church I didn't go to church for the right reasons I went to church because the Football team was there. And
0: <laughs> we were. We, I was
4: sitting in the back row, and I was like, "My whole reason for me and my friend to be there was not because of God." Was that? Was I mean, that in God, San? Was God that in, will be creative, though. <laughs> was that <laughs> no, in, Sa- was in? Was that
1: in San Antonio?
4: No, sir. It was in Bullard, Texas, a little cow town outside Tyler.
1: Okay. Okay. Tyler. And
4: yeah. um, I went to a little Baptist church, and so. As I'm sitting there, the pastor's talking about salvation or being saved. I looked at my friend, I said, What's saved from what? And she's like, I don't know. And so that was <laughs> helpful. And so I stopped the pastor in after church and asked him like a little bit more about that. And so he, you know, greeted all everybody out of the church. And then he sat on the front porch with me and led me to the Lord that day. And so that was just the journey of the beginning of how that happened.
1: Wow. And how old were you okay. then? 15.
4: 15. Mm-hmm.
1: wow and uh, so
2: then did you go back and share that with your parents at that point because they were they were still seeking or yes, what were they yeah. where now were they, they were, in this journey they
4: were seeking and they were kind of in limbo and my mom was still kind of apprehensive because she had really strived and was accepted into the Jehovah Witness community and so but my dad was questioning everything so he started doing research himself and he too became saved um, oh. right before he passed. And so that was just a, good, a God moment too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So together we started celebrating our first Christmas together, celebrating Christmases and birthdays because we had never done that before. Wow. Oh, that's
0: uh, by, beautiful. Uh, uh, by the
1: way, um, you know, we're in the, in the middle of this uh, series on uh, discovering God's will. One of the fundamental differences between, uh, following Christ and every other, which is all by the way, religion is what you just shared is that um, God says, and this is why we labeled our, our podcast, Come and See, mm-hmm. uh, is we'll come, come and process and move to the truth and see uh, God with his love invites us to that. Said, so, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got questions, you got challenges, you're not sure what it means. Let's go, let's go find out.
0: Mm-hmm. Almost
1: every other religion, like you, like you said, you experience, once you challenge it, they actually shun you. Yes, uh, uh, because why? Well, we need you to follow our beliefs as opposed to the relationship. So that's just a—it's a great reminder of all of us of the beauty mm-hmm. of uh, the love of God and the Christianity is. Well, no, that's <laughs> no. great that you challenge. It's uh, healthy. You know, come on, let's go process, find out.
0: Yeah, so, um,
1: so now you're in Texas, and um, uh, how did you two then meet? uh when you first got together
4: so since we were i was a newly um Christ, a new christian i started listening to more christian music and on the radio a man uh, there was an advertisement saying there's this man coming to this church in tyler texas um talking about the expose of jehovah witnesses he was one and now he's mm, christian so and he was gonna tell more about you know the difference between religion and their their beliefs and and uh, walking with the lord so I was, it was very drawn to it so I came in, uh, I came to the church in Tyler, and listened through his, um, his lesson and just learned a lot and uh, afterwards. Um, a handsome young man came and introduced himself little did I know that he was the president of the youth group, and was welcoming all the people to the church it was, my job. <laughs> it was his job. <laughs>
1: So, so, you find were,
2: out the pretty young ladies and welcome them. So,
1: Joel <laughs> well, and the guys, too, I would recognize both. <laughs> so, Joel, you were at a different church in that town.
3: Okay. Yeah, I was. Uh, so, Bullard was probably 20, 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes out in the country. Yeah. And uh, I was in Tyler proper. Mm-hmm. And so, I was uh, had been at that church for a short while, had been asked to be the president or leader of our youth group. We had a youth pastor, but he wanted, a youth member to, and mm-hmm. so we formed a little youth council okay. and I was the president of the, of the group and so part of my job was to meet all the new youth all the new and invite them invite them to youth and so that was August 25th 1985 about 7 p.m in the evenings when I
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> you remember that date right you, you made an yes. impression Christina <laughs> I guess so yeah
1: now how, how old were both of you then 17 17, 17. so you were in oh. uh, high school on the way to college I had uh, i see. was in
4: high school and you were on. Your i way just to finished yeah i yeah. just finished he graduated early
1: he's excels
3: <laughs> and uh was starting college wow isn't tyler the uh, rose capital of uh it, it, it is. is yeah which is great when you're dating because roses are a dollar a dozen <laughs> uh, so i guess uh, back then now they're two or three dollars a dozen but and joel joel <laughs>
1: he would bring three roses instead of two exactly yeah, it he was... Was... hey look at
0: this yeah, so, She
1: had uh, plenty
3: of roses when we were dating. Yeah. It was great.
1: Okay. So you, you, uh, do you begin dating, uh, after you meet pretty quickly? How does that, how did that work?
3: No, we, uh, we were friends probably for six months. So I, I, you know, of course invited her to youth and her cousin had come with her and, you know, so they started coming to youth and I started inviting, uh, them to be part of various projects we were working on and we had a really active youth group. There was, we were probably doing stuff five nights a week. We least, were very but, busy. Oh, wow. Um, and so so we our youth pastor you know put on concerts he was a um, what do you call a guy that puts those together but anyway um so he brought a lot of concerts to town and we'd help run those and so the group was was really active we spent a lot of time together and and did a lot of things together and and so we just became good friends over the next probably six months or so um and then february 14th that next year I asked her to the uh, youth banquet on mm-hmm. Valentine's Day, and that was our first Aww. official date.
4: That was our first official date. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and what uh, what attracted you to each other? What what was attractive about uh, you wanted to start dating?
4: Well, I'm not sure to be honest, because at the, in the beginning, <laughs> she's, she's still I,
1: wondering I, that question.
4: <laughs> I think, I, you know, um, because you may have heard me share this story there was many times that he was his great friend but he was a very leadership take charge kind of guy and I'm a very free-spirited and I'm not one to be told what to do too often and feel okay with it so um as a group for us to say hey let's all go here let's go there that's fine but at the same time um so I actually remember being in a, a service. We had a youth rally, and where we brought a lot bunch of youth groups around, and I uh, we're standing there, we we're praying for the city, praying for youth, and i we're praying. I had my eyes closed, and I heard for the I think the first time the Lord saying, "When you open your eyes and you look, you'll see your husband." And sure enough, wow. I open my eyes. And there, my Joel stands, and I was like, no no, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no."
2: Can I try again? Let's <laughs> try again. No, no, no. Wait.
1: Two, two out of three. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Pretty much.
3: She's wanting to spin around. <laughs> yeah.
4: Rotate a little bit. So right. anyway, it's not that he didn't have. He wasn't a great person. It's just I. He was very take charge kind of a person. But anyway, I guess the Lord kind of softened my heart about that, and we started still dating, and um, it just happened. So. Yeah
3: the the one of the things that attracted me to christina was she was sold out for god even at 17 mm-hmm. she, you could tell she was all in and for that age that's rare you know regardless mm-hmm. of what dispensation uh, you grew up in and certainly in the in the 80s that was a rare thing and she also had a great work ethic one of the things her parents had done well was really involved her in their small business and so um she didn't whine about anything. She, she was all, you know, would jump in the middle of a project and, and work till it got done. And so, and she was a ton of fun. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was not fun. I didn't spend money, uh, you know.
0: Um,
3: and so, like they said, opposites attract, and, and she was very much my opposite, more so uh, then than now, as we've spent, spent almost 35 years together yeah. this next year. Oh, um, wow. We've, we've rubbed some edges off and Beautiful. but it was those were the things that initially attracted me to it. yeah and then how long did you date before you got married almost two years we got married uh, a month shy of two years of knowing each other yeah okay so were you then you were in college then right I had just wrapped up my first um, degree yeah. in electronics engineering and we were 19 and uh, I had thought about going on with my degree program but she was um I, I felt like I was ready to get married. She felt like she was ready to get married. The whole world was against us. Uh, oh. our, my parents said she was old enough, but I wasn't. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so He didn't like, have a lot
4: to contend to as far as my family. My dad had already
3: been killed, been killed
4: in, in an accident. And my mom was like, sure, just take her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, uh, but she wanted stability for me too, because she knew I was kind of wandering around. And so it it didn't take long. God had softened my heart a bunch, and we love grew,
3: Mm -hmm. and so we got married not long after. Beautiful. Two years.
1: Yeah, and here you are, thirty five years married. That's been fantastic. Yeah, we
3: we knew we knew we weren't in some ways we weren't ready, but we knew we wanted to tackle life together, and so uh, let's we said let's do it. And nice. God's blessed us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What uh, tell us uh, what you're doing now? How did you wind up at C twelve, and then uh, Christina's uh, involved in. Uh, real
3: estate. So, uh, share share with us how you came to that. So, I've had three major career paths in life. Uh, got out of college, went to work for a Fortune 500 company in the high tech electronics sector, and got to do a lot of cool things and and really climb the corporate ladder, and that was a lot of fun. Um, then, during that process. We helped plant a church here in San Antonio. Our pastors, originally from South Africa, and they'd been called to the U.S. Mm. to plant wow. a church here. And we teamed up with them. And about 90 days into it, um, but I had, sorry, I left Fortune 500, started consulting practice, was really blessed in that regard, um, making a nice income. And um, so, about 90 days into this church launch, the senior pastor calls. And at that time, he had about 250 churches around the world. He had helped start or plant. And he said, would you come on my team? And so that started that process of where ultimately a couple of years later, I left my consulting practice and went to work for the church full-time, the ministry Mm -hmm. full-time. But during that two years, uh, the Lord had blessed me income-wise. So I was able to work 20 to 40 hours a week volunteering for the church in a kind of an executive pastor or administrator role, and then um, work 20 to 40 hours a week consulting and still take good care of my family. So did that. Um, Eventually, I did go full-time into the ministry, uh, onto the ministry team as the uh, administrator, helping with the church plants around the U.S. and uh, traveling internationally so not just um, in
2: one local body but you were actually working to plant other churches as well
3: yeah Very so cool. mostly from the admin side of things to helping okay. the new churches get off the ground in that regard and uh, then eventually we uh, were asked and felt led to pursue ordination which we did and toward the end of that ordination process just really and it's a long story and we talked for an hour just on that story but we both felt called uh, one Sunday morning, uh, the pastor was preaching a message on penetrating the cosmos, the Greek word with a K, cosmos, uh, which is the marketplace or the world system. Hmm. And we really felt in that during that sermon, they dropped in both our hearts to go back into the marketplace and somehow hmm. mix business and faith yeah. Yeah. yeah, and really had no clue how that would happen. Uh, and Christina, Christina made the comment. She goes, well, maybe you're supposed to be some sort of marketplace evangelist, but with like an emphasis on business. And we didn't know quite how to put the language around it. That was at the end of 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can, we continued pursuing ordination, eventually planted a church of our own. Um, and then uh, the beginning of 2015, we really felt that desire rise back up in us to get back out onto the marketplace uh, with our faith. And, and we were open to it, like you talk about, in abiding and kind of just paying attention and gathering facts and looking at data and. And um, I felt like I needed to go ahead and resign my position at the church because we knew that was going to be a multi-month deal and f- had a sense I was going to go back into some sort of consulting. And uh, in that process, just heard about C-12 and it was actually C12. Longtime C-12 member told me about it and said, you'd be the perfect candidate. And as I left his office, he emailed Mike Sharrow and Robert Vogel uh, two key people in C12 to make the introduction. And a month later, we met up. But as I left his office, I called Christina and she said, So, is he going to help you with a consulting contract? Because I, you know, it was that's was kind of the direction I thought I was supposed to go. And uh, I said, No, but remember that penetrating the cosmos message back in 2010. And she said, Yeah. I said, We're supposed to go back in the marketplace that somehow makes our faith in business. And she said, Yes. I said, it's called C12. I know what we're doing next.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that story. That's great.
3: And what,
1: uh, uh, you're now a regional uh, chair. Um, how many groups do you have? And do you have any sub uh, uh, subchairs?
3: Uh, I, so I have two CEO groups and a key player group. And I am technically an associate chair under, we're the, one of the largest, if not the largest geographical te- territory in mm-hmm. all of C12. Yeah. Uh, and so Robert Vogel actually oversees all of, from north of Austin to south, east and west of San Antonio. Yeah. And so I work on, on his team. Uh, but like I said, I have a couple of CEO groups and a, a, what we call a key player group, which is really that number two, you know, something happened to the CEO who would step in and take over. Oh, great. Uh-huh. Great. So God, God's been blessing it. This, mm-hmm. this year has been extremely fruitful. Uh, last year was a little dry for me personally. Mm -hmm. From a from a um, productivity or results point of view, but this year's been amazing. I just really buckled down, and that also there was some abiding uh, involved Mm -hmm. in that. Right? Yeah, led led me to some ideas that are working.
1: Yeah, we'll share about that. And then, uh, Christina, I know you're involved in uh, kind of got your and you get your real estate license. She's involved in everything. Yeah, (laughs)
4: Yeah. I'm jack of all traits, to be honest. Um, I'm a real estate agent. Uh, the Lord has helped me become a real estate agent. So that's going well. Um, I'm also a marketplace chaplain. I go into corporations, into the marketplace. And those companies that have hired for chaplains to come in and be a perk for their employees that they've, a lot of people don't go to church. And so they just need that point of contact if they have run into, you know, a death in the family, they're not handling COVID well, they're not handling life in general. So that's where we step in as chaplains. And then I just recently started a cleaning service which is an abiding testimony that I'll share in a little bit, but it's, it's all good. So that's where I'm at right now. So, um, everything's going great.
1: That's great. Well, uh, that's quite exciting. And, uh, I know you're uh, both (laughs) very active and, uh, and need abiding and need uh, discerning God's will just for margin. This is Uh,
0: true. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, uh, talk to us about that a little bit, uh, in terms of, um, uh how how do you personally abide? what does that look like to you uh and then secondly is um what difference has that made uh, in your life and then we'll we'll transition a little bit into uh and you can you can put these pull these together discerning god's will which obviously- uh, uh includes abiding but going to unity so mm-hmm. maybe you could share that and give us like you said maybe some examples of that
3: yeah so so the process for me um really it's just that, that morning quiet time. And I've, you know, I've, I've grown up in church and I've heard people say, well, you can abide anytime, you know, you can have quiet time, anytime you can, you can spend time with God driving down the road. True. You can spend time with God, you know, breaking off a minute or two at the office. True. You can spend time with God in the shower. True. You can spend God time with God at night before you go to sleep. True. But and I tried all that and done all that, but the real fruit comes from, for me, uh, is that quiet time in the morning. If I, if Mm -hmm. I get that quiet time, it's extremely productive, rewarding, encouraging, uplifting, uh, and, and insightful. If I don't get that quiet time, nothing compares. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, the other time with God's good. I don't want to diminish that, but it's not the same. And, and so I just share that because, i met a lot of people that, that believe all those things I just said, and they believe that's, you know, that's a good relationship with God. Well, it's not a bad relationship, but it's not the best. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So,
3: you know, if you're listening to the podcast, I do want to encourage you try the morning quiet time for me. It's that's where the, Mm -hmm. that's where the, the best is. Yeah. What's the, Mm -hmm. uh,
1: for you, what's the difference in that time? uh, And uh, as we look at abiding is, First of all, you're in the relationship, so it is uh, Mm 24-7, and you're following the Holy Spirit. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is an importance of abiding in the Word, which is what you're describing here. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you uh, differentiate abiding in the Word versus Bible study or Mm -hmm. devotion? Because a lot of people are doing this, yeah, I have a quiet time, but it's not really abiding. So how how do you help explain the difference?
3: Yeah, that's that's a great uh, question. So you're right. A lot of people I know say, "Yeah, I have quiet time," and they read through the devotion. It's one or two pages. They're done in a few minutes. They close the book and they go on. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the kind of where the Lord started preparing my heart for this abiding was I used to kind of almost speed read through the Bible. You know, <laughs> in my quiet in my quiet mm-hmm. time, uh, and I'm I'm a pretty fast reader and. And so I've, I've actually read through the Bible a couple of times check, you know, I'm a a very, uh, task task oriented person in Mm -hmm. that regard. And, and so right around the time I met you, Rich, and maybe just before the, the Lord really challenged me, slow down and read the Bible Mm. as, as slow as you can possibly read it. (laughs) And I was, I was starting the book of John. It took me almost a year to read the book of John. Yeah.
0: Uh, Just to give you
3: a contrast, instead of reading the whole Bible in a year, it -hmm. took me almost right at a year to read the book of God. And so that's, for me, that's the big difference between doing a devotion or reading the Bible and abiding. So in that slowing down, I started to see nuances Mm -hmm. in the scripture I'd never seen before. I started Mm -hmm. to have an appreciation and understanding for verses that I'd sped read past before. Uh, The context became deeper and richer Um, the Lord started to speak to me and say, "See what's happening here in this verse," or imagine. I could start to imagine myself, you know, standing on Solomon's porch in the temple, and and mm-hmm. as I got later in the book, I could start to almost imagine what it was like standing there. And I started to have revelation and understanding of Scripture that I'd seen all my life and never appreciated. The, the shades of the meaning that were there yeah. and the revelation that was there. And, you know, the, the one that jumps that I remember one of the more memorable times, and I, I can't do it justice today, but um, I'm reading this, this passage in John and it's, it's something happened on Solomon's porch and Jesus is doing something. And there's basically three reports, the disciples who are telling the story, writing the book of John, tell it, you know, from God's perspective and Jesus' perspective Um, and but they also report what these two other parties are seeing the religious leaders of the day and how they're responding and and what they're seeing and then what they just the common person is seeing standing there and reporting what's happening from their perspective and and it just the appreciation that i started to have for here's god himself incarnate and even even people standing around him are getting three different (laughs) stories from Mm -hmm. the same you know (laughs) watching the same person you know and uh and so how how easily can we be misunderstood when when we're mm-hmm. trying to do the right thing for the right reasons and and just uh, I, literally i sat and, and god unpacked that for days yeah that, those couple of verses yeah and and it was rich and and meaningful and um you know rather than feeling accomplished that i checked the box i walked away actually with a new paradigm yep mm-hmm. and, and, and as, so
1: for- as you did that uh even that example um Uh, what's the role of journaling in that? And then how do you receive that for your life as opposed to, well, that's interesting. Uh, A lot of people know about the Bible and Mm -hmm. the stuff of the Bible, but they never, (laughs) they never actually
3: receive it uh, into their, into their own life. It's interesting that you mentioned journaling. You know, like I said, I grew up in church circles where that was actually encouraged, Mm -hmm. you know, at least as a guest speaker would come in or from time to time in a class or something. And I always thought, eh, journaling, (laughs) you know, that girls fill out diaries.
0: <laughs> and,
3: uh, and so I never, I never really paid it attention. And I, and I heard on several occasions, you know, you really should do this. And I would always just discount it. I'm too busy or, you know, whatever. And there's something about slowing down and writing it out and writing out your thoughts, mm-hmm. writing out the verse, um, you know, as, as you teach cross-referencing that to other verses and, and asking the Lord, what do you have to say about this verse? Right. And how does that verse apply to me today? And just that whole exercise, um, really, Mm -hmm. really does make it, you know, the, the scripture says, don't be hearers, but doers. Mm -hmm. And so I liken that to a lot of people that do devotions and don't journal, just read the page and, you know, say a quick prayer. And, and I've done that. I'm not knocking anybody. Um, you know, that was my quiet time for the day well, it's not the same as slowing down and abiding and journaling and, and, and asking the father, you know, how does this verse apply to me and, and looking at some of the, mm-hmm. some of the cross references and then pulling out the dictionary and, and just really slowing down and soaking in the word. Yeah. That's, that starts to transform us into doers. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Christina, how about you? What, what does that look like for you?
3: Well
4: Same. I hadn't nearly ever read a devotional and move on. And I checked the box for the day. I'm not really a check the box kind of person, but you know, that makes me feel good. So I'm done, you know, for the day. And so just learning the abiding process and, and what that it was just revelation. It was it became Rhema to me because mm-hmm. what happened was it took something that I, I just understanding to breaking it down into layers and just peeling back what, what the Lord's really trying to show you. And it just really um was enlightening. And then I realized even going through the abiding process that it it speaks to you, to you in different seasons you're in. So like, I'm like the first time we started doing this, our t- two girls were going off to college and I thought my world had come to an end. And, and I, we did the abiding and I just saw the Lord just being, I will take care of them and I will, you know, take care of my sheep. and you know, i just all these, I wills in certain, um, practices that we did exercises it was just amazing to see it and so it grew me to be hungry for the to do it again Mm -hmm. and so when another season approached I knew that abiding was the only way I'd get through that season yeah and that um and then journaling I'm kind of um I'm free-spirited like I mentioned and so my (laughs) journaling is probably in five different journals if you the thought for the day might be in a journal that I did a while back but what I found with journaling is that when I feel stuck or I feel I come to a stop sign and I just don't know which way to go, if I reflect back to the journaling, I can see where God answered and maybe there might be something there that's like mm-hmm. gonna get me through the, st- the traffic light, get me back on focus and, and uh, not drift off so far.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, it connects it, the dots, right? To Go back and see what God was speaking when sometimes we feel like he's been quiet on something. Right,
4: exactly. So now that... Um, I'm just excited about that because I've, I've trained our daughters to do it. Uh, one is in particular is doing it. I've trained some editors. Like you just need to see this for yourself. Yeah, And so to do, it's go through the abiding process with a group of ladies or a group of couples, and then they see it just come alive. Right. It's just amazing to see God, tra- like the he really spoke to them and they get in an emotional state at that moment because they never heard his voice before. Right. They never saw the rhema of the word before. Yeah. And so they actually, uh,
1: you both described this. You actually put a word to it. Uh, we've talked about this before, uh, but you use the word rhema. Uh, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. You're in the word. What's the difference between rhema and, and Bible study?
3: Hmm. Uh, it's, it's huge. It's, putting it to words will be fun. So, so you know, Bible study, checking the box. You can walk away kind of feeling dry, quite Mm -hmm. honestly. Like maybe you accomplished something spiritually. Uh, You did the thing you were supposed to do. You were a good Christian. Um, But, and you're connected to God and you got relationship and you're going to heaven and all that, but it just kinds of feels like there's a hole if you slow down and, and think about it. Like something's missing in my life. Um, When you walk away from God's word and all of a sudden a verse that morning, Has come off the page, or you felt like God spoke personally to you, um, and and you see some. It just there's such an excitement, such a joy, such a um, energy Mm -hmm. that I've had it where it literally changes days. Yeah, you know, for for days or weeks, Uh, I feel different than Mm -hmm. I did than I would if I just did a devotion. Yeah, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and I in my own life I, i've not had rhema happen every day you know but i've had it happen a lot and it it really changes the core and often for me at least and, and i'm hoping this is other people's experience it's course correcting it's paradigm breaking yeah, right it's, yeah. uh you know it, it in some cases will change how i think the rest of my life right right, uh, right. you know um yeah. so it's it, it's magnitudes of difference
4: yeah i, I believe it goes from here to hear yeah i believe is there's there's this transition that happens where you're reading the word and that all makes sense and you can have an intellectual you know just Mm -hmm. it makes sense and you can debate something with someone or you can actually tear apart the scripture and just get it at here but when it becomes rhema i think the holy spirit comes upon you and it just was like this is what i've been saying Mm. this is Mm -hmm. this is where i wanted you to go with this right and it becomes an enlightening moment where it just opens our eyes to a different level of god and it, and it, like, it's not, it's not really for everybody else in the room. It's just for you.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus is, uh, the way we describe it is, uh, which you've said so uh, beautifully is, uh, Jesus's words, he says, which I'm speaking to you become spirit and life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that now you're a receiver of what I'm going to do in you and through you. Like you said, Joel, it, it alters your whole life because I'm guiding you into who I am and want you to live out. So that's, that's the difference between Rhema and Bible study. So uh, thank you for sharing that. And as you've, um, you know, set the stage, uh, I know that based upon that, then, uh, you're, you have the, the process available to discern God's will. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Talk to us about how does that work? How does unity come about? And give us some examples of decisions you had to make or issues you had to resolve that you, you instead of you deciding it, uh, you, you receive
3: God's will about it. Well, We, we have hundreds of stories, but um, we've, we've narrowed it down to uh, two or three that we'd like to share if we have time. Uh, the first was really kind of when we were introduced to you, Rich, and the whole abiding process um, was probably three years ago now, 3
4: years. Yeah let me just interject here. Joel and I remember in the dating part, you know, I'm the free spirit. He's the um, p- person that's go, the personality. Go, go make it the happen. <laughs> Joel's the, so, the guy
1: that's going to go make it happen.
4: <laughs> yes. So there's these moments in time that we don't see eye to eye in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so uh, unity was not something that we did Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm the oldest and she's the only. And
4: so I'm yes. like, oh, <laughs> and that was quite an, eight. and usually unity look like yes, whatever you want to do. And that's mm-hmm. the that's where we would go with that. So I just wanted to make
3: sure you understood. Yeah, or yes. yeah. the, uh, you know <laughs> the scripture, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Oh yeah. man! So we decided that just means <laughs> fight till three or four, or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. because so, uh, we want to get this over with. so but, Yeah, unity uh, was
4: quite a hard situation to come we, to a uh, times. Uh, uh,
3: but the good news is we only ever thought fought three times in our whole married life. Yeah,
4: morning, noon, and night. Yeah. <laughs> so there, you that's know, awful. this well, is just good. kind of giving you a background on coming to unity. And how this is a yeah, miracle so, God so actually. actually.
0: For us to come <laughs> to
3: unity, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, but when, the, the first abiding retreat we went yeah. to, uh, Steven, uh Carolyn Ben we yes. oh. were putting it on. Yeah. And uh and they invited. We us just out. had
2: them on last week, by the oh, way. Oh, right. they're so awesome. They're <laughs> some
3: great. of our favorite people. Yeah, we love them. They're good friends now. Um, but we got to know them mostly through that first uh, abiding retreat that they were hosting. And so we got exposed to the abiding process and coming into unity, and, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, that was that was one of those Rama things for us, Rich. You know, especially uh, the verse, the passage you share in Acts, where um, where the the apostles there's some disagreement right, right, among right, the right. early church about mm-hmm. whether the new converts, uh, the Gentiles should be circumcised or not. And, right. and there's great debate, right? Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, no, no no,
1: small dispute.
3: You could
2: relate to that, huh? Yeah, so
3: we're <laughs> like, ooh, these are our kind of people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, and and then what, what really almost crushed me, and I, I think it really attacked some pride in my life, was getting to that next few verses where it says, and they went on their way to Jerusalem spreading great joy right. about mm-hmm. the word that the work, the Lord had been doing. Right. And, and I thought there's no way Christine and I've been spreading great joy <laughs> 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 when we're, we're debating. Yeah. <laughs> we're
4: not in unity.
3: Everybody knows. <laughs> it's like... So um, that, that idea that God had a different way to process disagreement mm, yes. Yes. was, and again, we've been around a lot of great teaching. We, you know, I'd grown up in church. Um, spirit-filled Bible-believing churches, you know, so, but I'd never heard something like that, that you could actually be in disagreement and in unity at the same time, and so Mm -hmm. it was fascinating, it was Raymond, Um, and so we, at the time, we had been, our first abiding retreat that we attended, we were trying to decide what our next home was going to be. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go smaller. She wanted to go bigger. We were exact opposite ends of the spectrum. And so we decided to process that, you know, and one of the breakout in the afternoon is kind of our homework. Yeah. And we were still, you know, totally in opposite directions, but we processed the truth that was in our hearts, like you, like you show in the curriculum. And uh, we went through that process and got to the end of it. And for the first time, we stopped and said, Father, we're obviously in disagreement, mm. but we want your will, not ours. Yeah. Mm. So, so we, we both surrender our will,
0: mm. Yeah. right? Mm. And
3: we, we know that you're a good God. You've proven to us over and over and over that you're a good father and that you give us good things. And you know what's best for us. You designed us. You know what this, the future holds. So we're going to leave this in your hands and let you help us figure out what to do for the next house. Mm. Guys, it was almost two and a half years. We walked in total unity on that in total disagreement. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Wow. It wasn't an overnight situation. It was a two and a half year journey with each other.
3: And so um, part of that story is when we moved into this house, uh, we were just coming back to San Antonio. Uh, It's just getting C12 off the ground. And um, so we... We decided we'd lease, Mm -hmm. and I told the owner when we walked in. I had heard he had had it up for sale, and I said, "Well, if you ever decide to sell it, I want to buy it. I want first dibs." And so, a year into the contract, he said, "Hey, would you like to buy the house?" I said, "Sure." He goes, "Great. I want top of the market." Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. like, "No, we've lived in it for a year. I'd be willing to offer you something less than top of the market." Yeah, we knew
4: what was going on. There was a couple (laughs) of little
3: challenges. It was only ten years old, but you know, had a couple of things. And, um, and so we couldn't come to agreement. So we extended the lease another year, the end of the second year. Um, he says, Hey, y'all want to buy the house? So we said, sure. Sure. We started the negotiations. He ran to the top of the market. (laughs) I wanted something less. Um, and you know, by the, we were coming up on the end of the third year and that's when we went to the abiding retreat because we were going to have to Mm. make a decision. And, um, so we, we put it in God's hand at the abiding retreat. And every time it'd come up, we just left it, you know, we'd go back to neutral, like, look, whatever God wants, that's what we want. Yeah. And, um, and so months go by, we're sitting at Valentine's um, dinner, mm-hmm. 2019, and an email comes in on my phone, and it's the owner says, you hey, do want to buy the house. And we're like, and I'm like not this again. I mean, we were, you know, <laughs> we're done with this. We've already just, said yes. We're just gonna go somewhere else. So we give it up else. on this, yeah. you know. And and so we sat there and, and I almost my my first response was no, no, I'm not gonna we'll we you've jumped to your, your hoops before. I'm not gonna play this game, just no. And Christina's like, no. And then we sat there for a minute and and we go, wait a second. Yeah. What um, if this is God?
4: We, we heard, we <laughs> like, heard the abiding hey, we're, <laughs> like, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. we're like, okay, let's not just say no. Okay, father, what do you have to say about this? Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting at Valentine's dinner and we both have this sense. Well, just go ahead and see what what he has to say. Mm-hmm. And and I think Christina and I said, well, Rich always says, you know, get the data. All right. right. We'll get the data. <laughs> um, and so I emailed him back and I said, Yes, we've always been interested in that house. Mm-hmm but it depends on where the negotiation starts Starts. and I hit send and he replies a couple hours later toward the end of the night. And he said, we'll start negotiations at the lowest price you offered previously. Two years ago. Whoa. Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah.
3: And he goes, but we're not paying closing any closing and we're not paying any repairs. We're like, okay. It's like, okay. So we start the process with them. Um, We go ahead and get the inspection We go back and say, Would you guys be open to paying half the closing and half the inspection? Now they said adamantly no in the email before. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They came back and said, okay. Okay. And during this process, we're just, you know, constantly checking in with the father. Right. And we Mm -hmm. agreed at Valentine's, actually that night. Yeah. We said, if we're gonna do this, we're only gonna do this if it's God. And the moment that joy or peace leaves, right. we're out. Mm. What we've got, <laughs>
2: That's great. What,
3: what we have, what yeah. the Lord's done in our hearts and in our, in our marriage and our relationship the last couple of years is not worth a house. Mm-mm. And so mm. we said, there's no way, if, if this goes sideways, even for a day, we're out. Yeah, yeah it's, not that, it's not that complicated, is it? No, not no. <laughs> really.
4: We, we've made it complicated in the past, but this particular yeah. time we chose to put our wills on yeah. the back. Burner and and so, down.
3: so we, um, we, long story made short, they ended up paying half the closing, half the repairs. Um, we closed in three and a half weeks. Or yeah, something. we closed real quick. Um, they, um, only one time did we get a little tense with each other for two minutes. And we looked at each other and said, does this mean the house is off? Have we lost our joy? Is that, are we walking away? we both paused for a minute and we searched our hearts we got quiet and we came back together and said no that was just whatever that was we're good and we we bought a house arguing less over that house than we have on the right way to hang toilet paper or make a bed (laughs) so um so we get to, we're ready to close. We've got peace about the whole thing, except we don't have the cash for closing. We're, yeah, we're we're mm-hmm. like, now when do we do and that every thing? time we ask the father in our quiet time and our as we're abiding, we're, God, do we go ahead? Because you know we don't have the cash, right? And he's like, go ahead. And, uh, kind uh, of a right? slight important thing. Yeah, <laughs> and we're it's like, but we had total. I mean, you guys have experienced this, I know. Yeah. Um, but you have total peace, total confidence, total assurance, mm-hmm. no doubt. You know, and that God was going to take care of it. He just said, keep going forward. And so every, you know, every couple of little things came up here and there, and he's like, just keep going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tuesday before we close on Friday, our CPA calls and says, We've rerun all your numbers. Um, this, this is, is now right, April. Because it's
4: around tax time. Right, right, right. right. So we're we self employed. So we have to stash money for taxes, of course. And so mm-hmm. we've we've done that. So it's and so she's doing our taxes. we paid in so our quarterly. everything's that.
3: good. And so she calls us. She goes, "Well, I've got good news. Something the Trump administration passed kicked in. You guys qualify for. There's an extra ten thousand dollar credit. We didn't put in our calculations, and so actually, you don't have to send in any more money. Any more money. And you're going to get a little bit back. And we're like, mm. so so we hang, okay. <laughs> we hang up the phone. We hang up the phone. And that afternoon, or the next day, I think it's the next day, the um, title company calls and says, Here's your preliminary closing amount. It may shift a few dollars, but you're in the ballpark with this number. That number was within a hundred bucks of what, we, of what we had in our savings. I love it. Pay our taxes. Oh Yeah, my gosh.
4: So we were it. able to just go pay it with no problem, no stress, no regrets. It just happened. Wow. And so we we're like, Thank the Lord, wow. <laughs> because we didn't know what else to do. Yeah. That's
2: a Beautiful testament, though, of really waiting on him, allowing him. You know, you think about your your over two year wait, even in right. the negotiations, where he was working both sides of the equation, right? And and working in the heart of the owner, and then just moving all these different pieces, and then your ability to stay in unity. And walk in faith and just trust what he was saying, regardless right. of what you were seeing. Right. It's just a, it's a beautiful example of of abiding.
3: Yeah, beautiful. Know? And yeah, I do yeah. want to say for the record, the couple had bought the house in two thousand eight at the bottom of the market, so they walked away with a lot of yeah. cash. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We we walked into it below market, so we had equity. It was, so it was so a win win mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. a win
0: win for both. That's
1: beautiful. beautiful. Well, we're uh, we uh, have a little bit more time. We got time for maybe one more uh, example. Christina, you said you had a
3: can can I share one? Yeah,
1: you. Bet. It. It,
0: it's
3: it's like a five second testimony. So I asked God if I could get a Cybertruck. I abided on it for a few days. He said no.
0: He said no. <laughs> and
3: so you didn't go buy it then, huh? How'd you- no, 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 and I'm totally cool with that. So,
4: just I'm sure
3: he's got another another vehicle in mind. To, yeah. And I trust you. Right. So
4: just really quick on the um my abide, the abiding learning to abide in and, and asking the Lord. I was raised at uh, my dad. Did janitorial commercial, and I was raised in that atmosphere. That's all I ever knew is be entrepreneur and janitorial service and stuff like that. So, um, when Joel and I hit some low moments early, I, I was not low moments in uh, in our finances. I would say, let me start a business. I can do this, and he'd be like, not right now, not right now. We'd all kind of went, went back and forth with, not yet, not good timing. And so I learned to do the biting process. And so I was about to pull a trigger right before my mom, the
3: beginning of this
4: year, beginning of this year. Yes. Beginning of this year. And then my mom went into hospice care and that took a lot of my time and energy. And I just hadn't had time to start a business or anything like that. So I stick with what I had in motion was just real estate and chaplain and then caring for mom. So I started doing the abiding <clears throat> and then um, I was about to launch right after she passed, I believe, or right before she passed. Anyway, mm-hmm. so one of and, and the Lord said, "Not now." Well,
3: I asked her. I said, "Have you asked the Father?" Yeah,
4: that's what it was. You asked. He asked me, "Have you asked the Father?" And I was like, "Oh no, 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 I haven't." Whoops. So I slowed down. <laughs> right? I slowed down <laughs> and said, "Hold on." And so he's like, "Not right now." Mm-hmm. And then Joel says, "Did he say not at all?" I said, "No, he didn't say not at all. He said not right now." Mm-hmm. So that time allowed me to focus mm-hmm. on mom and the transition my mom into. Um, where she's at now and with the father and um, life has happened. Things have gone on. And then just, just the other day we got back from our couples retreat and I heard the Lord bring back a desire in my heart. Cause you know how you say, you know, what's your desires. And so I'm like, well, remember I have a desire to start a cleaning service for commercial and homes and stuff like that. And so he's like, well, let's, let's get, so I gathered information, started putting things together so lo and behold, I ended up starting the crazy, the, the, the business two and ago. two weeks ago, and I have about a dozen, um, customer clients now. So God has just accelerated that a lot faster than if mm-hmm. I had done it, like out of mm-hmm. his timing, I believe. Yeah. So that's just me abiding and learning to be quiet and wait upon him for the right timing to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's not like I didn't get a no, it's just the timing. was Yeah. The situation.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had any, uh, difficulty finding, uh, uh labor to do the work
4: labor i uh no i have about three or four ladies that are working for me now uh one's actually no so i've had
3: that's that's the cool thing rich is when it's in god's timing all the resources come together yeah
4: Mm. and it's not been stressed that's good
3: it's not taking a lot of her time
4: no right now just managing it and talking to the customer clients and so at this moment it's it's pretty manageable and god's just got it under control so it's it's good
1: it's great have you uh by the way have have you talked to uh Lillian Radke.
4: I was just thinking the same thing. You
2: need to connect with Lillian.
1: She's a C12 leader or a member. Member. Uh, She uh, had a business, started a business out of the East Coast with Rick Ferris. Mm -hmm. um, And then she bought a business uh, down in Florida. And so she's got two big operations in the in exactly what you're doing. Now you oh, would yeah. essentially we, we,
2: she's kind of running the East Coast now. She's expanded oh, wow. it to go between the two. Yeah. yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, so we well, could
1: uh, we could connect you with her and Yeah, I'd
4: love uh, to love to connect she's with She's got her.
1: Uh, she's got she's gone through it at all and and uh, she's got a we should have her on by the way, Kathy. uh, oh, yeah. she's a great couple. Uh, she's yes. got a great testimony of uh uh, she just bought this business and she went through kind of what you just, uh, said, uh, Joel is, well, uh, let's go ask God. And God kept saying, nope, uh, nope, Mm -hmm. not yet. No, don't do it that way. No, don't agree to that. Uh, stay with it. You know, and I think they were almost a two year deal, uh, for them to finally, the guy finally, like, like your, like your house, like, okay, uh, you know what, well, let's do it this way. And God Mm -hmm. said, now's the time, you know? And, uh, So what a beautiful uh, example, uh, and I know <laughs> we'll have to have them back on because they got a few more stories <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that they true. could share. of uh, The beauty, and we can see your enthusiasm and the beauty, even what you said is you could leave something really lay there for a couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. uh, always understanding, and this is what I know you have absorbed, is, well, God's will is best and I'm better. Why wouldn't you just wait? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if it takes that long, you know, because of the timing and now the timing of your business, and that'll be a thrill to to see how that develops. And uh, uh, I know, Joel, you've got a few things that you're biting on about some interesting things you're doing. Um, so well, we got to have them back and, and share these yeah. Uh, Fabulous stories, so.
2: right? What I also think is fun, um, for listeners who know, you'll. Know, Rich and I were talking last week about you know, He, w- Rich was leading a retreat the same weekend that Dan and I were leading a retreat. Actually, the same weekend that Joel and Christina were leading a retreat. That's you know? right. Once you learn abiding. You can't help but want to give it away. Right. Oh, exactly. you know, I see. Exactly. It is such a life-changing thing to really learn how to have that intimacy with God, and um, and you guys are a great testament to that. So thank yeah. you,
1: yeah, yeah thank well, you so much. We love you guys so much, and we're excited uh, what you're doing. We'll have you back and share the uh, next phase of all this, and uh, uh, see what else God has to say. But thank you for clarifying so well. And the mm-hmm. beauty of of how it, it works is well, why why wouldn't you do that? You know, yeah. uh, and live that way. So uh, we we love you guys. And Kathy, uh, we'll uh, pick it up again uh, tomorrow. We got uh, End Times Friday. We're uh, talking about lots of cool stuff with that as we uh, are moving, have been, and talking about Rapture and yeah, you
2: know, we're what's, getting, what's to some really so, getting some really interesting stuff. Some interesting
1: stuff. So we'll uh, process that. So
2: absolutely, Kathy, we'll it was great tomorrow. to have everybody with us. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us, Joel and Christina. And we'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Yeah, talk to you soon.